Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And this week we're discussing Keep the Home Fries Burning, which is episode 14 from season two and originally aired on the 19th of January, 1986. Our writer for this episode is Philip Gerson, who has written nine episodes of Murder, She Wrote. And the ones he's written that we've covered are If the Frame Fits, Stage Struck, The Days Dwindle Down, Just Another Fish Story, and Town Father. So this is our sixth, sixth Philip Gerson out of nine. So Keep the Home Fries Burning is set in Cabot Cove. And we find Jessica palling around with her friends, Dr. Seth Hazlitt, played by William Wyndham, and Sheriff Amos Tupper, played by Tom Bosley. They are trying out the new (laughs) Joshua Peabody Inn for breakfast, which is sort of a colonial-themed restaurant um, with a lot of sort of stuff from Revolutionary War sort of mementos and things. And it has put out of business Dixon's Diner, which is run by Bo Dixon, played by William Lucking, and stolen his waitress Cornelia, played by Donna Pascal. So they go over to the diner, which is run by Floyd Nelson, played by Alan Young. And the chef is Alan Dupre, played by Henry Pollock II. Alan and Floyd have been fighting because Alan's trying to get out of his contract. He doesn't want to work at this place anymore, but Floyd won't let him out of his contract. So Alan's drinking wine at nine in the morning (laughs) and doing all sorts of stuff. Anyways, in the restaurant, we meet a variety of different characters. There's very glam Ladies About Town, Wilhelmina Fraser, played by Sharon Acker, and Betty Fiddler, played by Marsha Rod. There's also squabbling cu- traveling couple Ted uh, Stully, played by Gary Crosby, and Helen Stully, played by Rosanna Huffman. There's also a, a young family there um, who's there with their son. And there's fighting uh, Cabot Cove politicos, Mercer Hawthorne, played by Norman Alden, and Ebenezer McEnary. Mc- I think that's right, McInerney. Ebenezer, Eb, Eb and Mercer, uh, played by Orson Bean. So they're all there having their variety of meals. And there's a lot of to and froing with everything. Anyways, as everybody's walking out of the Joshua Peabody Inn, people start collapsing, claiming stomach pains. Um, Seth's running around trying to treat everybody. And in the midst of all this, Betty Fiddler dies of the stomach pains. So, and Wilhelmina is sent to the hospital. So everybody's sent to the hospital. They think it, it could be botulism and widespread poisoning. Margot Perry comes in. She's played by Anne Francis from the State Department to see if everything needs to be shut down and all of this sort of stuff. Also show, who shows up is Wilhelmina's husband, Harrison Fraser III, played by John McCook. And he seems pretty devastated that Betty has died and semi-upset that his wife has been poisoned. So anyways, eventually Seth and Jessica figure out that this isn't botulism, that it's not from the food, that someone had put something in the food to target one particular person, but because they put it in the strawberry preserves (laughs) made by the widow fairly, they got passed around from patron to patron. And so inadvertently poisoned all these people, which may not have been the intention of the murderer. So 
Anyways, long story short, it turns out that it was Wilhelmina Fraser who had poisoned the preserves because she had found out that Betty and her husband were having an affair and she wanted to get rid of Betty, even though Betty was her friend. So here are the fun facts for this episode. (laughs) The exterior of the restaurant and parking lot are the same as used on the Rockford Files from 1974. Uh, The title comes from the patriotic British World War I song, Keep the Home Fires Burning Till the Boys Come Home, which is written by Ivor Novello. The credit card date JB shows was 11986. That's the date on it. The same as the original air date for this episode. Okay, good, good catch. Hawthorne says that um I can't remember who says it to who, but one of either Hawthorne or Ebenezer says that you're you're coming dangerously close to libel. But libel is a charge for false written statements. If anything, it would be slander because he'd been saying the things, not anyways. That's what the fun fact is. And then finally, Mr. Dupre, who's the chef, refers to JB as the Julia Child of Cabot Cove. Julia Child was a famous American cook and TV personality known especially for her French cooking, who passed away in 2004. So there you go. <laughs> Little Julia Child shout out there. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, keep the home fries burning. Ashley picked this episode. Any particular reason you picked it, Ashley? <laughs> I just love it. I just love <laughs> all the characters because you kind of, the show opens and you kind of see everyone, all the characters that we see later headed to the Joshua Peabody Inn. And you kind of just get little snippets of like town life and they're just all very eccentric people. Um, I really like it. And I really like the twist of the episode and Mm -hmm. Anne Francis is it Anne Francis that plays the um health inspector she's amazing I love her (laughs) so much in this and Amos Seth and Jessica are comedy gold yeah Yeah. I would agree I think Anne Francis is probably the sexiest health inspector I've ever seen yeah I I would agree I mean they're all like custom tailored (laughs) (laughs) They fit her like a glove. Her suits were really nice. Really yeah. nice. Just don't know if the health inspector would have that nice of suits. And then nice like alligator skin briefcase. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of money in that. <laughs> I know. I'm always happy to see her. Well, this is our last Anne Francis. Mm. I think we. this is the last one she's in. I think she's only in three episodes. Uh, yeah, I love that. her. Oh, no. Oh, so our last, because like Murder, the big show of 1969 or whatever it was, that's, that aired later. But this oh, is I see what you're thing. saying. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. This is the last one that we've covered. So we've now covered every episode that Anne Francis is in. No. Which is a shame because she's committed <laughs> here red hot. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a bummer. When Jessica and Avis are walking, or um, it's Jessica and Seth, and Jessica's saying her theory to Seth, which is basically like they tar- were targeting a person. This isn't a widespread poisoning. And Anne Fress is just walking behind them, laughing at that theory. <laughs> you know, she's like, know. oh, you stupid idiot. Like, you don't understand how this works. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, I really like her a lot. And oh, I'm like so sad. This is our last. <laughs> I know your face. Her. I wish I wish I'd taken a photo of your face. <laughs> Me? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
tips. The sad thing is, I feel like we, the big show of 1965, she plays a more, it's a sadder part a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this like is more fun for sure. It's a fun episode. I mean, this the twist is a little bit sad, but it's like, you don't really know any of these people. So it's not, you know, it's terrible that this lady killed her friend, but it was... Yeah. You know, at least the, the family was okay. Everybody was okay. You know, the, only the murder, you know, only the targeted person. Um, oh, right. Like the kid that got sick. Oh, no, I did like that they'd thrown in a line that was like, oh, the Parker kid or whatever his name yeah. was is okay. And I was right, like, oh, right. thank God for that. <laughs> I know, because he was really sick. <laughs> we re- well, rewatched it. And maybe was like, oh, I thought he was like a little boy. And then it like pans to him like outside. And he's like definitely like a man. Like, yeah, it's like, oh no, he's like a teen or, you know. I mean, he looks like 25. <laughs> and I'll tell you, if someone's poisoning Mrs. Fairley's strawberry preserves, I'm for sure gonna be in big trouble. I love strawberry jam. And when they were like, did Mrs. F- Miss Fiddler have a lot of jam? And she was like, gobs of it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, it was such a like interesting because who was it? Was it you, Megan? Who was like, are they using the same spoon? Like, especially coming on the back of like COVID and everything and things spreading. Well, because <laughs> yeah, I mean, think about when you go. Yeah, I think that is how they. We watched it with um, our friend Lisa, and I was like, yeah, no, I think that is how you they used to do it. They used to pass around the like jars. Not so different. I mean, even now, you you would have like ketchup that you're passing around the same bottle from table right. to table. It's just now like I'm covering myself in um, hand sanitizer as soon as any shared product reaches. Yeah, the just table. like a drop of it on the spoon as well. <laughs> <laughs> this is like. Glynis and I went out to dinner the other day and I can't, I was putting so much hand sanitizer and I was like, I need some hand cream. Is there going to be any hand cream in here? <laughs> Her poor hands are like cracking. Like, <laughs> Just like bleeding at the table. I was like, do you think those ladies next to us have any hand cream? And Glynis like, please don't ask them. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, well, then yeah. We, we, we went to dinner and she came back she's like good thing there's hand cream in the bathroom I was like, I'm so happy for you <laughs> and then I brought some out for the rest of the weekend because I was like I'm not being caught out again with that um I did like that we got to see the inside of Dixon's diner and the Joshua Peabody Inn and that yeah. they were both very 80s but in totally different ways my my question to Megan earlier was that like I understand it's a new restaurant but if the food is like rank or bad like how is it really pulling that much business away from the other diner like surely the other diner is decent this one the guy's putting cinnamon on a cheese omelet like (laughs) Well, that was weird because they were because when the patrons were there, they were acting like the food was good. But then yeah. the the owner was saying that the chef was bad. So was somebody else contributing to the making Maybe that of the guy food? Uh, who had the t- super teeny tiny cut and then got the day off of work? Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they take the rest of the morning. Off. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know you're like, oh, that's all it takes to get out of work. <laughs> okay, pretty sure chef conditions not like that. I mean, and then I had to think long and hard about. I was like, maybe cinnamon on an omelet would be okay. Not a cheese omelet, surely. I don't know, like sweet and savory, like eggy, like eggy French toast. Yeah, mm-hmm. right or no. But cinnamon is such a strong flavor. It's like, <laughs> I don't know if that would be good. And he, then he kept putting it on. Like he put, on a, he lot. put a ton on there. When it was that challenge where if you eat like a tablespoon oh, oh, yeah. like keep it down or something. Oh my God, it's so gross. <laughs> I like that Amos, when the preserves come to the table and Amos is like putting all the marmalade on his stuff. And Seth's out there like, you know, you, it wouldn't be so such a bad idea for you, maybe you to watch your weight a little bit too. And he's like, Seth, <laughs> like, leave me alone. Let me eat my breakfast, which he was getting for free. Right. His local law enforcement. <laughs> I know. I mean, yeah, it was, that was interesting. And the inside of the restaurant was like so crazy. It was very chaotic. There was merch. I thought oh. it, that you might appreciate that there was some shirts hanging at the front door that said the Joshua Peabody in I there was some okay so you know there were the signage where it said like exit and like kitchen stuff there was one bit that said exit that's kind of funny what does that mean like it's just a play on word like for exit yeah like we we serve eggs it's an exit it's kind of funny, right? No? But the rest it's of the cutesy. Movie. It's like cutesy. What were they saying about the bathrooms? Like, oh, yeah, it was Ad- yeah. Adam's rooms, John or Abigail. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty funny. I thought it was funny. And when they were making fun of the names of the meals, I thought that was funny. Yeah. yeah. One if by land, two if by sea, surf and turf. Yes. The life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Yeah, yeah, that was melon. Yeah. yeah. I like, oh, but who's ordering surf and turf at breakfast? You know, you've had a big night out at the Hill House Inn. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's on the cusp of like lunch. Maybe it's like eleven. That just seems awfully heavy. <laughs> no, I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> I like she's she's putting all the jam on them that her friend knew she was gonna put so much jam on something. Well, really, she, dark. Like she was like really overweight, but she wasn't. I know. Uh-uh. She's like I told her not to eat so many sweets. You're like, well, she's on a you're diet. horrible. <laughs> well, yeah, they were talking about her diet, but then she was the one stealing the husband, right? Also, can we please talk about the husband's reaction? Oh, yeah. And Seth's response. I made Megan go back and (laughs) because she didn't believe me. But then Seth was like, Seth literally says, not now. (laughs) (laughs) The husband is like really distraught. Like, they they tell him that the wife is fine. He's like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. And then they tell him that Miss Fiddler has died and he, like, is inconsolable doesn't jessica call seth over no he's like collapsed into the chair oh and so seth grabs like his arms like keep him up and he just goes oh not now the husband says that no that to the husband (laughs) 
when the husband starts to lose it, Ben says not <laughs> now. All annoyed. And Lennox but... is like, did he just say not now? And I was like, what? <laughs> and Megan didn't believe me, so I made her go back and watch it. She can uh, vouch for me. Yeah, it, no, the husband's like, oh my God. And then, <laughs> and then Seth goes, not now. <laughs> it really made me laugh. It's like, pretty brutal i like the husband because when he walks in the like emt comes in he's like your rolls royce is blocking the ambulance bay and he just chucks his keys at the emt to move his car and the guy's like oh no the emt is like stoked so excited yeah (laughs) i know it's yeah it's wild but yeah the and then the husband She's like better, you know, she's in the hospital still though. And he's just like staring out the window. <laughs> and then he like, wait, doesn't he grab the bag from her at the end? Doesn't yeah, he doesn't like, yeah. Jessica. yeah. And Jessica's just like, her whole arm is in that bag, you know, pulling around. Filled to to with strawberry the- preserves. <laughs> That's licked, that, that has poison all in it. Right. Like when she pulls out the keys with her bare hands and it's like, <laughs> Smells like strawberries. I was like, that has atropine all over it. I mean, isn't that a bad thing? I it, it was so obvious the husband didn't like the wife. And he I like, know the that was kind of rough. That was rough. But he really liked the other lady. He murdered her friend because she wanted him back. Like, mm. it's like he's already gone. If yeah. he's and like, is he that great? Maybe he was nice to he. I, I didn't think he'd done anything that bad because he he did the right. He was sort of sassy with Amos about when he got questioned, but then he did go tell Jessica, like sort yeah, of. No, I know, but I just meant like yeah, he's a big sort of like pompous guy well, cheating on your wife with her best friend instead of just getting right. divorced. Yeah, it was. Um, that part was pretty dark. Well, I suppose also coming to spy on them to make sure she hadn't told the wife yet about it. Well, now we know why he was nervous because this lady's a murderer. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, when she was like, well, I didn't mean to like hurt anyone else. You're like, but you still meant to kill that lady. I know, that was funny because it was like they're like zooming in on her face to like sort of have like an empathetic view. And it's like, I didn't mean to hurt anyone else. It's like, you're still crazy (laughs) yeah like you still hurt uh, you know a lot of people still brought your friend on this trip had poison in your bag put it in the strawberry it's very calculated (laughs) like it's like um have you oh wait maybe this is a spoiler for this but there's like sometimes there's those movies or like thrillers and stuff where like there'll be like a mass something that will happen that loads of people will die but it would turn out it was just one person they were trying to get but by killing multiple people it hides the one murder right yeah and um this is interesting though because she hadn't done that on purpose so she'd confuse the whole thing but she really i mean but what was gonna happen oh she thought it was come off as botulism yeah i think that was the deal was like oh because she was like oh i did my research but botulism to only get one person? Yeah, because yeah. you know those jars aren't fresh when you get them at the table. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're yeah, like no. the ketchup bottles. Like, they're refilled. So, like, 
it wouldn't have worked anyway if her friend had just died because then they would have said like well who else had the preserves like mm-hmm. before right, right. so wouldn't have worked it's interesting though that like the only way they caught it was with the credit card thing yeah you know what that I mean? was like they didn't consider anything else like someone had tampered with the preserves right or did they yeah they, that's how she knew that jessica had gone back to get the thing and yeah. also they knew that the couple before betty and willie hadn't really gotten sick so the couple before hadn't gotten ill so they wouldn't have been exposed to it. so they knew it, it even in the sequence of events that even if someone had tampered with the jam once they'd opened it other people had had it first before her so they knew when it had started and it started with betty getting ill i guess but it yeah it was interesting and she caught her out with the but i think what really caught her was the fact that she'd spilled the jam in her bag and if the husband hadn't made her give the bag over she probably wouldn't have the right oh right because it didn't have a lid on it or something yeah because the jam, she just just chucked it into her suede bag. Is spilled jam all in it, and so she started oh, using. I remember, bags. like jam seems so like the way they were describing it seems so viscous, and I was like, <laughs> I don't remember jam being like that. Like it, you have to like shake it out, just like a watery jam. Yeah. So like Jessica <laughs> going on this whole thing about strawberry jam is really hard to remove from suede. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. That was that was a little tough. Yeah, like a key piece of information you needed to know in the 80s was like yeah. what comes out of suede <laughs> <laughs> i know because all your half your wardrobe is suede so I mean, you I, need to I remember being a kid and having a suede jacket and i looked real cool i bet you did oh yeah you know i wasn't gonna get anywhere near strawberry preserves <laughs> <laughs> or rain, yeah, rain. <laughs> you're right rain sway's enemy sway's natural enemy rain <laughs> there's a oh there's a jerry seinfeld joke about that where he's like why is suede so sensitive like why is it so sensitive to rain he's like you don't see a bunch of ca- classic jerry seinfeld you don't see a bunch of cows like huddled around the farmer's door being like let us in we're swayed <laughs> yeah <laughs> sorry not yeah. a great joke but you no, know i love it okay. no but yeah. the point is that because it is really like and you a lot of times will get suede shoes and you're like what is the point of this because they're gonna get ruined as soon as you step anywhere near any water <laughs> you have to be walking on concrete and like <laughs> absolute perfect conditions for those not to get ruined yeah I was I like that you called it rain suede's natural enemy. <laughs> <laughs> we, there was a lot going on in this episode because then also once Margot shows up she wants to cut Jessica out of the investigation I mean whatever the investigation is I mean it's like sort of just her running around getting things tested but I know when they say, oh, this is uh, Jessica, and she's like, purpose. Like, oh, she's <laughs> yeah. not a doctor. She says, purpose. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Also, that gonna she's say so to good. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and she goes writer and she goes, yeah, we will need the media on this. And Jessica's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, so good. 
She's yeah. no Darman Keen. She's not reporting <laughs> on I stuff. Also, this happened at the beginning when Bo is talking to Amos. The um, we'll, <laughs> we'll get to what Lisa said about Bo in a second, but the um, it was so funny because on when Bo was talking, the camera was at Bo. It was like a beautiful sunny day, but then when the camera was on Amos and he's like getting into his car, it's like covered in fog like super thick <laughs> fog like the continuity there was just like all wrong and it kept going back and forth it was like sunny super hot day fog 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 sunny super hot day fog and i then, know that's the weather up it. in uh the north coast though is that <laughs> what you felt like um maggie mccauley like rewind yeah. pencil rewind no pencil <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never want to talk about her again. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. So dramatic. And it wasn't even the worst episode. I know it's like but it's like not even the worst episode by like quite a long way. Yeah. Like I have conditional <laughs> formatting on this spreadsheet that will change color like so basically how I've said it is that if if we give something on average under a 5, it'll go red. And if it's over eight and over, it'll go green. So we can see, I can kind of just see visually the top and the bottoms. <laughs> we like, we did Hannigan's Wake that got lower <laughs> average than a murder, according to Maggie. Not from me. You gave, you gave Hannigan's Wake one point higher than well, murder, just- according to <laughs> <laughs> that's because she's a van johnson like fangirl yeah you are no. i know you're big tat- yeah. you're, a- you're a big van fan sweet tattoo don't be dense jessica <laughs> <laughs> she's a fan johnson i think that's what yeah. we could call it as Wilhelmina said don't be absurd yeah <laughs> don't be absurd there was a lot of yeah a dot of pa- is it pascal or pascal they, I, I had written it as Pescal, but it might be Pescal. Okay, yeah, I just can never remember her, her last name. You know, she plays the waitress, and she's like, Dr. Hazlett. Yeah. You know what? It's season two. We're still... In in Murder According to Maggie, everybody pronounced Carmody differently. <laughs> so even the guy who was playing Keith Carmody, when he answered the phone, he was like, it was like Carmody here? Or something like that. And you're like, What? <laughs> imagine like the director being like no it's carmody he's like jeff one more time jesus it's carmody (laughs) oh gosh yeah i'm thinking now it's like i don't think dr hazlitt became a character till season two right yeah, because we had Ethan first. Right, right. And and because also Seth, William Wyndham is in an episode I right. dislike from you, season yes, one. You very much dislike. So, which I think is murder at, at mile 56 or something like that. Yes, Some, something. something like that. that. Murder, murder at 56 mile. I can't something remember. Like that, yeah. um, and then he comes in he's in 53 episodes i mean it must have come in from season two then from to be in right. that many and like you can kind of target when they start dating okay yeah i also wanted to know when his when his like practice moved from like a full hospital to like his house well i think he is it that he practices like his day-to-day out of the house but then he goes for like 
He's like the chief of staff or something at the oh, maybe. county it looks hospital. Like a full, it looks like a full office. Oh yeah, he did have an office there. Yeah, I think he does. Also, when he's like beefing with that with that one doctor, he's beefing. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah, there was that one. But then also, there's an episode later on where Jessica goes in for like a checkup because that's her doctor. Do you remember that? And it's in a house. Is that not a kind of weird thing for like your I don't love it. best I don't friend love it. to be? That's me coming into oh, Ashley, your doctor. And yeah. be like, give me the once over, Ashley. She's like, I'm not a medical professional. How many times <laughs> you had? <laughs> yeah, I guess to be fair, the examinations weren't as thorough as they are now, too, probably back then. I imagine it's a lot of blood pressure testing and then having you like walk. And yeah. then checking like, your tap like, your knee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else is there? What else are you testing? Hey, what else for? you need to do? Nothing. A tongue depressor, your temperature, and your blood pressure. That's a tongue depressor. Yes, for sure. Because we saw we saw uh, Brock Hunt use a tongue depressor on mm. uh, Mort Metzger. He just like pulled it out of thin air, but no gloves. Right. That's yep. true. Like stick that tongue out. Let's see in that mouth. I can't remember what his name was in it. Jonas. I can't something. remember either. Jonas Beckman or something. Something oh, like that. Oh yeah, yeah. Beckwith. I don't. Beckwith. Beckwith. Oh god, we shouldn't remember that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I was looking at the other day, and someone had the last name Caramides, and I was like, Lou Caramides. Who is that? And then I was like, Oh right, that was Richard Bamer's character in the underground casino we should at some point like rank our favorite character names obviously gordon lamonica is tough to be (laughs) i don't know how you'll beat gordon lamonica (laughs) i don't know why it's so funny i don't know good maybe i like don't know a lamonica like uh, do you know what i mean it's such a it's a very pretty sounding last name and then for his first name to be Gordon. It's just <laughs> so funny. I liked all of the kind of like tacky glitz of the Joshua Peabody in. Yeah. And I loved that when we panned over to it, they started playing like colon- like Revolutionary War music. Like, do, 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 yep. do. <laughs> I know the exterior shot was like kind of crazy. Yeah, especially when Margot Perry came in. They started playing like the drumming. Yeah. Um, but my favorite is when Seth argues that Joshua Peabody is a legend and Amos goes, What are you talking about? His photo is everywhere. Yeah. And it's all these like sketches of just this generic, like revolutionary person on maps and like, or on menus and like on the front of the restaurant. That made me laugh. Yeah, no, it's really good. I like that. I like that Cornelia has to dress up in her like revolutionary war, like 18th century garb. Yeah. And Seth gives her snaps on it. And then Jessica's like, I'm not sure a country doctor is yeah. like the arbiter of taste or whatever she says. I know that <laughs> was good. I also did love, I mean, A, I was really happy to see Amos, but um, Jessica and Seth just like making fun of him the whole episode. I mean, they're all just sat there having breakfast together. It looks kind of nice. That looks really nice. Seth makes fun of Jessica for just having like toast. Oh, yeah. 
He's like, let me get you a toast and coffee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's not breakfast. And Margo calls Jessica a crisis hound. Loved it. I mean, is that wrong? That sounds accurate. Yeah. Preserves. I just have that written throughout my notes. Which, what do you have written? Preserves. Oh, preserves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I did I not catch you. I don't want to laugh. What did you say? Strawberry preserves. Yeah. Preserves. From the widow, from the widow Farley or whatever. Yeah. And that was sad because the lady poisoning her friend that way could have shut down the widow Farley's only source of income. Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, yeah. She's obviously producing enough preserves to like uh, <laughs> fill a restaurant. I mean, that's a ton. Entire town, it sounds <laughs> industrious. But they, I bet they're good if she's making fresh preserves. Hello. From what preserves. I saw in the episode, it looked pretty good. It did. I mean, honestly, when she was like, tr- like shoveling on yeah. jam <laughs> under her stuff, I was like, "That's me. I yeah. see myself in that." If I had a friend, if I went out with Ashley for toast and I was heaping jam all over it, I would not want Ashley to tell me to give up the sweets. Like that is not the feedback I need in that moment. Like I just want to eat the jam. Yeah. I mean, unless you like, unless I was worried about your sugar levels or there was like a legitimate health concern, I'd still mind my own business, but you know you're just watching Susanna. no Susanna's like I'm borderline diabetic and then she shoves like half a jar of in her mouth and I'm like ah. yeah so unless dark. it's like a medical necessity and be like yeah have at it I'll join you and I'll put butter on it too yeah yeah that's always oh the yeah thing. yeah I know because I offer the one lady popovers and I was like Yes, please, always. Pop over with jam and butter. Oh, and at the Neiman Marcus Rotunda, they used to have popovers with this strawberry butter that was oh, so yeah. good. Oh, so I can still taste it. I know. It's so good. I, I mean, and like, <laughs> you're probably only supposed to use like a little bit of the butter, but I put it on like it was like frosting, just like. Oh, I know. I know well, course. they give you a little pad and you're like, this isn't going to be enough. <laughs> right, right. I'm like, I really need like four more <laughs> it's like is this just the starter pad <laughs> yeah like oh where's the rest <laughs> it was nice to see amos he yeah, says where him. sheriff tupper goes so goes cabot cove loved it and then jessica <laughs> seth goes who says that and then jessica says i must be traveling in the wrong circles i don't remember hearing that I and he goes only when it comes to food yeah <laughs> like he clarified it further where he was like he's like cabot cove goes wherever i go when it comes to food yep but he's yeah. probably right. He probably eats everywhere. So it's like, because he's always eating out and he's a, we know he's a bachelor. So he's, and he gets looked after by the town because he's their sheriff. Yeah. Sheriff. Sheriff. For that. <laughs> <laughs> also, I loved um, when Jessica like exposes the chef for being not really a chef or not a good chef by, by talking about that dish. And then she's like, no, that's not served with veal. It's salmon and a butterfly. 
it, like I knew that guy was a bad cook, but like I can remember what certain things are and I don't know how to make them. Right. You know what I mean? So I was just like, he must be a real Bobo. He he got he went to the court on blur. Oh yeah, he did say blur. <laughs> court on because he because he was from Pittsburgh. Court on blur. Not <laughs> to be confused with the court on blur. Yeah, no, you're right. We were already in trouble when he didn't know how to say that. Court on blur. <laughs> I did like the whole sequence in the sheriff's office eventually when the chef comes in as well but I love the bit where he's talking to Ebenezer and Bo and they've both been arrested and they're just hanging out in the jail the jail cell doors are open <laughs> yeah. and they're just oh, like yeah, hanging yeah. out there and yeah. they're like come on Amos you gotta let us go but they're not locked up for any I mean I don't they're probably all from the same towns they're just waiting to be released but it was just I was like god everybody's chilling over at the sheriff's department yeah I I love Orson Bean too he's great on match game um but I think he's also wasn't he on the um Dr. Quinn medicine woman yeah uh yeah that's what I was thinking of who's he on Dr. Quinn he's I think he's like the postmaster. Hmm. You you know, Susanna, DQMD, come on. And he does the voice of Frodo in the Hobbit cartoon. Yes, he does. Yes. Okay. This yeah. is, that's why that yeah. name is familiar. Who stole my Yeah, but he's really funny on a match game. And also, if I'm remembering my DQMD correctly, I think his character and Barbara Babcock's character have like a little romance. Probably. He's still with us. Yeah. No, he's not. He died. He's he passed not? two years ago. But he died no. at 91. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Thanks a lot. I'm sorry. It's a great sorry. name, Orson it Bean. It is a great name. It is a great name. He, Dr. Queen Medicine Woman. <laughs> uh, DQMD, as yeah. the, the fans say. DQMD that is like I remember watching quite a lot of that I watched a lot of DQMD okay there was the one I remember (laughs) there was quite a lot of like there's a lot of talk because she hadn't you know no Susanna no done anything and then I remember the episode where she marries Sully after like I, I don't 25 seasons of the like there will there won't there they think and they i'm sure this is right it's been a long time since i watched the show they're on a train car like a wedding train you know they're on the caboose of a train thing and they like are it's going i mean honestly <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, we get it okay we get it they finally have done it that's like so burned in my brain this is probably all incorrect sexy but i will say jane seymour is in a show called harry wild that i love what current show yeah she's like a retired professor who becomes a private eye is she the main character is she harry wild oh that sounds really good why haven't i seen that so good it's on acorn and out here i don't know where it airs in the uk but it's really good i like jane seymour a lot yeah and she's like sassy and likes to drink and like hook up with dudes 
I bet she does. She's like the best looking woman that ever lived. Miss Marple is like, guys, we all know that's not true. (laughs) I know. I know. It's like, oh, she, yeah, she's crazy beautiful, but she's old, right? (laughs) It's like, it doesn't matter. It's really cute. And she like teams up with this like teenager who's her assistant. Oh my God, just like Hetty Wainthrop. It is very Hetty Winthrop, Winthrop, Investigate. Winthrop, yeah. Is that the one with the woman who was in Keeping Up Appearances? Yes, and Dominic Monaghan is her like teenage partner. Oh, that's cute. Very much that's that, cute. Susanna. But then all the like the mysteries have some kind of like a, she's able to sort it out usually because it's like of a literary theme. Ooh, okay. Why haven't I watched this show? I don't I'm going to be really on the lookout it. now. Is <laughs> this going to be our next series after this? Well, there's only eight episodes, but yeah. We might have to do something where we like sample a bunch of different pilots and see which fits. We all know it's going to be Death in Paradise. No one wants to do Humphrey. (laughs) Every time we talk about it, I'm like, I can't have four seasons of Humphrey or whatever it is. (laughs) No, and I have to skip. Even if we did do Humphrey, I'd have to skip the first episode because I'm not watching that episode where the original guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I say Miss Midsummer gets very sexy. But Midsummer's two doing. hours long. It's They're okay. very long. People can handle I don't want to do that money. either. Anyways, should we go through the B? Oh, yeah. The yeah, B. sorry. Yeah, yeah. We got to keep an eye on time. Thanks, Glennis. <laughs> hey, we know we could have that conversation for a long time. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thunder, weather, no. Secret doors, closet, oh, hiding. I mean, the weather change in the... the yeah, picture. Glennis did note a, a camera, a weather change. With uh, what we oh. referred to Bo as badonkadonk boyfriend Bo. because he, he said bubble butt. Bubble butt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Bo was hunky. That was my first yeah, note. He Me made, too. We made Lisa watch it with us. And we made her pick biggest hunk. And she said, bubble, big bubble, big bubble butt boyfriend, boyfriend Bo. Because <laughs> there's, there's a scene where he's like bent over looking at the <laughs> And that's the scene with the sun and then the fog. Anyways. I thought he and Cornelia were going to get together. I thought we might get a little romance. Uh, I, I did too. But then what I thought was that I bet he and Anne Francis had a little side. Oh, okay. Maybe. That's what I would have done if I was Anne Francis. <laughs> I feel like I didn't, this kind of crude language. I was just like, I feel like she came into town and just like everybody fell for her. And then she was just earning and burning. <laughs> Have it go. Earning and burning. <laughs> okay. So we did have a slight thunder weather uh secret choice closet hiding no wow. poisoning bludgeoning we had a poisoning betty was poisoned with atropine aka uh deadly nightshade is that what that is i think is that what so. they say? Yeah. belladonna it's belladonna like, like belladonna that is a hatter was oh, the God, yeah bone wire cut no she's shaking no window peep yeah uh, Bo looks out of the dixon diner window I have two other ones. What are the two other ones? When the husband is like clearly doesn't want, <laughs> like he's very, he's like uh, like clearly upset his wife is still alive and not the other woman. He's staring yeah. out the window at the hospital. He is. But we watched it again with mom. Mom pointed out a really big one 
where Jessica knocks on the window to get the owner of the Peabody Inn's attention uh, and yeah. she goes she waves and then she points to like have him let her in at the door yeah and then there's Bo doing a doorway peep into the kitchen <laughs> you're right there were well he's <laughs> all over the place <laughs> fake name id no the fuzz slash cop quirk no and no cop chemistry because the same as businessy business restaurants i don't I- like that you just assume there's going to be no cop chemistry because they're famous like they could maybe do you think there's cop <laughs> chemistry between Amos and Jessica? Yeah, go ahead. No, but there is cop chemistry between Amos and that marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> He's making out with that marmalade. At the and table. Joshua Peabody. <laughs> yeah. Businessy business restaurants, diners, yeah. breakfast, and, um, preserves, uh, food inspection, yeah. food safety. Yeah. yeah. Age ain't nothing but a number. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very interested. Okay. So uh, let's start with the Stullies. So Helen was uh, 48. Ted was 53. Uh, is that the woman that was married to Peter S. Fisher? Or she's married to the- uh, Richard Levinson. She was married That's to. Right. Okay. Because I wondered if, and she's the one that gets killed by the geek in the. Yeah. yeah. She passed away about six years ago, that lady. Oh. Uh, she wasn't very old. Um, f- uh, I don't know if Richard Levinson's still alive. I don't know. Um, uh, Floyd, the owner of the Joshua Peabody Inn, was 67. Seth was 63. Alan Dupre, our chef, was 41. Cornelia was 32. Uh, Bo Dixon was 45. Margot Perry, who's Anne Francis, was 56. Uh, Amos Tupper, sorry, was 59. Eb, Ebenezer, was 58. And Mercer Hawthorne was 62. And then our uh, love triangle, Betty Fiddler was 46, Wilhelmina Frazier was 51, and Harrison Frazier was 42. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Sure. Because they all looked, I thought, like a similar age. Me too. I thought Harrison Frazier looked hunky too, but... He was hunky. He wasn't... He was hunky in a a more, like, a softer way. Yeah. Like he was like a, like the dad from Silver Spoon's way, <laughs> <laughs> just like that, just like the that. Yeah. Way to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's of the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 I think it's yeah. applicable. Yeah, was and is the guy that played the owner of the restaurant is that Wilbur from Mr. Ed? Oh my God, you're right. I, I, I was trying figure that out thank you megan alan young yeah yeah, yeah. Sorry, i could have just looked that up but the guy who played ted stully is gary crosby who was bing crosby's son one of his sons wait but who was who was that character he was the grumpy husband of like the two the oh, tourist rosanna the, huffman's the ETA husband. guy eta guy that's right the eta guy the Jonathan scale, no. These days, we Betty and Harrison was sort of a these days, except they weren't pining for each other. They were just dating. Yeah. Trying yeah. to dump his wife. Um, petite feet, we did have a flashback. I did not see feet, but I kept my eyes out for them. It was an extended flashback, though. And they even did the, like, fuzzy lens thing. Yeah, I, I love that. Like on uh, Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> 
Glamour shots. I didn't see a picture of anyone apart from the portraits of Joshua Peabody, but we had a beautiful glamour shot of marijuana in the sheriff's department station. Where like, if you're growing this, it's illegal or something like that. And it's a picture (laughs) of weed. My gosh, that's, I totally miss that. Smooches, no. The bloody hands, no, not really. I mean, you don't really see anything. A familial ties, no, but it's Cabot Cove and eyes closed, head shake, no. And can I wait? Can I say something before I forget? Yeah. We get an inside of Jessica's living room. And so she is the one that owns the birds because and- they're there. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we've seen them before. Yeah. yeah, I just wasn't sure yeah. if they were hers or Eve Simpson's, but now this confirmed it. No, because we'd send them again in another episode and we realized in early seasons of Jessica, she was a bird owner. And those birds, I don't know what happened to them. We Mm -hmm. don't speak of the birds. (laughs) They didn't test well. No. No. They didn't make it to New York. No, no, they did not make it in the move. Um, Fave outfit, worst outfit. Ashley, what do you think? I think I didn't on the fave outfit. I liked um sorry, what is her name? Uh I liked Wilhelmina's outfit without the I didn't like the jacket, but I liked the red blouse and the black skirt and the boots. Um, worst outfit. I didn't love Cornelia's waitress uniform at the mm-hmm. Joshua Peabody Inn. That's exactly what Lisa picked when we watched. Okay. Yeah. What did you pick, Megan? I mean, I want to make it different. Oh, no, I liked Anne Francis's suit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. Uh, yeah. And I did. Yeah. The waitress. Because otherwise I didn't really have a worse other than maybe the waitress's outfit. Okay. Glynis, what about you? Um, I liked Anne Francis's um, jacket and suit. Uh, Jessica's plaid scarf was really nice. Um, I didn't like the waitress's outfit. Um, I really, I didn't like... Um, I didn't like Jessica's Argyle sweater vest. Oh, okay. I, I liked that. But was that that was your worst outfit? I would have liked it if if it wasn't just like beige. Mm, yeah, it was quite pale. Yeah, um, my my favorite outfit was also Lily's ensemble. I thought Wilhelmina's ensemble. I thought that was really nice. And my worst outfit was the Stully's matching uh, patterned blouses. Those were the yeah. that was the ETA couple. I thought they were they had matching wow. shirts which i thought was terrible biggest hunk megan i'm gonna go Anne francis okay glennis yeah same ashley uh i want to go Anne francis but i also want to go william lucky playing bo dixon i'm gonna he go bo dixon i'm gonna go bo dixon i'm gonna go bo dixon too bubble butt boyfriend bo <laughs> he was uh, cute he was very cute he was a little sassy (laughs) but in a fun way he was flirty with cornelia well i think he he really made me laugh when he was talking to benedict arnold (laughs) (laughs) and she goes popovers or biscuits and he's like no you're a traitor yeah um Okay, J.B. Burns. Glynis, did you have any J.B. Burns? Um, I just had the, I must be traveling in the wrong circles. I don't remember hearing that. Um, and then it, it wasn't, well, so much of burn, but when Seth is, says that 
you're talking to the record holder of in conclusion jumping yep. <laughs> no that was good megan what about you I liked when Anne Francis said about Jessica, she really shouldn't spend so much time in this town. <laughs> yeah, that was very good. Um, that was mine also. Ashley, what did you put? Uh, Anne Francis, she said, Mrs. Fletcher, I'm interested in what's here instead of what's not here. And then the other one, she goes, my job is bad food, not murder. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Also, I liked um, someone, I think the chef calls Jessica the Julia child of <laughs> yeah that was funny because she tricked him yeah she got him good yeah she got him good uh megan did you have a favorite guest star and francis okay ashley and francis glennis and francis <laughs> i full house and francis yeah yeah, she yeah. Was very good i had to split it because i didn't pick her for biggest tongue so yeah, but you, I feel good about I feel good about feel who good about Bo. Biggest. <laughs> yeah, I feel good about Bo. Feeling good about so. Bo. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good about Bo. Um, so <laughs> Glynis's guess. Glynis, who'd you guess? Willie. Oh, so you got it right. Yep. Well yeah. Well done. Right. She, nice. Um, Work. Yeah, it just seemed was it the italian suede <laughs> yeah <laughs> i didn't like sort of when i guessed i kind of forgot that like she also went to the hospital as well but um yeah just the husband talking about his reaction i was like oh it's definitely the wife for sure yeah that jessica's like oh that's how she knew they were from out of town it's their italian suede it's like yeah, not in those ensembles. Yeah, these ladies uh, are rich. They're from <laughs> Portland. So, <laughs> woo, yeah. ooh la la. Uh, okay, fave moment overall, right? Oh, Glennis, we have to guess what you, we think you put for keep the home fries burning. Um, Literally hmm. no clue because I sometimes try to bait Glennis into saying things. Do <laughs> <So> you cheating? <laughs> A little bit like today I was like, oh, I like this episode, but I think I like a quaking in Aspen better. And I waited for her to go, yeah, and she didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know your tricks. Yeah, so <laughs> I, she said something like, oh, like I, uh, I nothing, like no response. I can't tell yeah. which one you like better, like this one or that one. I was like, not going to give you anything. It was, uh, yeah. I think Linus gave it a five. I'm gonna go six. I, I feel like she maybe went a I'm little go higher six. than five. Glennis, what'd you give this episode? I say a seven. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I almost said seven, and I was like, Glennis doesn't do that. I'm gonna give it a six. <laughs> Glennis doesn't high. do a seven unless they search for Peter Carey. <laughs> there were some nice tushies in this episode, though, so maybe but, that's why. Yeah, yeah. tushy meter could have been better, but pretty strong pretty i mean compared to next week's yeah yeah making an aspen i mean there were there were butts in it oh oh but on a butt scale yeah Yeah, a tushy tushy meter oh oh oh, sorry i thought you meant like episode wise and i was gonna make Mm. an impassioned it was gonna be bad no no i there were many a butt but i'm not sure they were as good as the butt in this episode Yeah. yeah 
Is that an inappropriate thing to say? It probably is wildly no, inappropriate. No. Oh my God, Glennis. <laughs> um, what is your favorite moment? Uh, uh, what is my favorite moment? Uh, probably the the back and forth between Bubble Butt, Boyfriend Bo, and Amos. <laughs> we got the butt scene. No, I don't know. Uh, no, actually, the scene where she's schooling him on the cordon blur. Blur. Yeah, the cordon blur. blur. Um, okay, Ashley, what about you? Score, okay. moment. I'm going to give us a 10 because Whoa. I watched it. I watched it willingly on my own like a week or two ago. <laughs> and I was like, this holds up. I got to push for this episode. And I watched it again and I still laughed out loud. Yep. So um, a 10. And my favorite moment is in the diner, specifically with Jessica, Amos, and Seth at the table. Because that banter is so funny to me. And it's nice. It's just nice yeah. to be like sweet. a part of it. It is sweet. Yeah. Megan, what about you? I'm going to go eight. And I'm going to go Anne Francis, like every scene she was in pretty much. Just like coming for them. Yeah. I'm going to go nine. Uh, I think... It's a really fun one. I think the murder isn't too, like, you sort of don't, you know, it's not really, you figure it out, but it's not like it's someone from, you know, it it feels like a, it's not as sad as some of them have been of late. (laughs) So I feel like it's a little more upbeat um, uh, overall as an episode. So I really like watching this one. And my favorite moment is... Yeah, probably the banter over the breakfast table at the Joshua Peabody Inn. And Floyd has to give up the Joshua Peabody Inn, but he's going to go run the Ethan Allen franchise <laughs> restaurant in like Connecticut or something. I can't remember where he said he was going. Um, but does anybody else have anything they want to add before we close out? Nope. No. Okay. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.